Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Rod Serling movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. In this episode, we're covering Minute 63 of the Burbs, which begins with Dr. Klopek saying, Painting relaxes him, and ends with Rumsfeld saying, Says who? Alright, so we've got all our Klopek main people out in play now, and it becomes obvious very quickly that Dr. Klopek is the head of this little clan. Yeah, he's the leader. Yes. Um, I think I also said in the last minute, he's also the only one that looks like he may be able to exist in regular society. Yeah. He seems semi-normal. Yeah, we thought, like, maybe he's the only one that can actually have a conversation with people. Yeah, well, I mean, we find out that he's a doctor at the, we'll find out later, at the university. Yeah. Which leads to a problem we've had all along of, wait a minute, you're a doctor, which means you probably go to work. Let's say he stays for two days for each time. So three, four times a week. Yet they claim no one goes in or out of the Klopex house. <laughs> in and no one goes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think they're really bad at spying. Yeah, they're not very good at it. Um, I have as one of my notes uh, Henry Gibson, who plays Dr. Klopek. This guy's pretty charming. <laughs> For being in a really bad situation, you know, you got Hans and Ruben there really bringing the room down. Yeah. If it was just him, if they had met him first... They probably would have been gone and home already, thinking everything's fine. Yeah, if you would have been the smart play is when everybody, when they first moved in the neighborhood, he should have gone around to everybody. It's nice to meet you all. I'm Doctor Klopek. It's nice to you know. I live with my brother. He's a little. He's got him and my nephew. They're both a little off, so don't worry about them. Yeah. And then everyone would have just known. Oh, that's you know that's Hans. That's his. That's his nephew. He's a little goofy, but stay away from him. But Doctor Klopek, he, he's a good guy. Apparently, they just stay until people start noticing them, and then they leave, because he said they've moved four times in as many years. Yes. Um, <laughs> I also enjoy, uh, before we get Hans slurping out of his coffee cup, yeah. like, he's, it's the first, he's drinking coffee, and it's, like, 60 below, and he's been, like, hanging out in the Alps, not the Alps, the, uh, the Andes with that, uh, what was it, that soccer team, or the rugby team? Oh, yeah, the rugby team. <laughs> um, he has the, uh, Dr. Klopek has the sugar substitute. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a little vile poison. Yes. I would not drink that sugar substitute. Well, if you notice, when he starts offering it to everybody, you know, everybody just demures. No, no, thank you. Ray <laughs> puts his hand over his cup. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only no, but I'm going to cover it physically with my hand. Mrs. Rumsfeld looks down at her cup and looks back up at the jar and, like, says no thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even believe I'm drinking anything you're giving me. Yeah. And then we have uh, – the yeah. whole time that he's talking, he's saying how – they should have introduced himself sooner. He's very solitary work. It keeps cutting back over to Rumsfeld, looking at the painting, flipping it over, <laughs> looking at the painting, flipping it over again. It looks as if the painting is uh, painted like somebody's laying on the bed, so it wouldn't matter how you turned it. Yeah, and <laughs> I think the first couple times I saw the burbs, I kind of saw where Rumsfeld was coming from. Like I didn't quite understand what the painting was. Right. And then – one of the times I was watching it, you look at it, and I realized, oh, it's it's an operating theater. And the minute you see what it is, like, you can't unsee it. It's like one of those little yeah, those picture-in-picture things. What The, the direction of the, of the picture would be whatever way you're laying on the, on the gurney or stretcher. Yeah, it's like you're laying down looking up. Yeah. But there's one obvious way to have the painting. Like, it doesn't make sense the way he keeps flipping it. Oh, yeah, I see the IV bags or something next to it. Maybe yeah. that's what. So I said this was the best Rod Serling minute ever. Two questions. One, do you know who Rod Serling is? I know who Rod Serling is. The question is, why did you pick him for this minute? All right. So how <laughs> I tied him into this minute is I tried to do some research on this painting. 
Okay. So this painting claims to be a painting from Night Gallery. Get out. Which was another Rod Serling show besides the Twilight Zone. Now, I love the Twilight Zone. I, I like Night Gallery. I used to watch Night Gallery, too. See, now, and I never watched Night Gallery. Oh. I couldn't find this particular painting. But when I looked up Night Gallery and saw the paintings that were in it, I was like, why am I not watching this show? Yeah. It's gonna I guess every episode is introduced like you see a painting, and then they somehow work that into – Yeah. That, that has something to do with the episode. And that's one of them, they said? Yeah. But when I looked up Night Gallery, the actual show, I couldn't find that painting. Uh, that's what it says. So I will give you that as an unconfirmed rumor that that's where that's from. That it's from uh, an episode of Night Gallery. We're really going Rod Serling uh, three times removed. Or... Well, I mean, if it was if it was legitimately in Night Gallery, I would say I get a I can take the Rod Serling hit. <laughs> yeah, Rod Serling for uh, those three people that don't know was an American screenwriter, playwright, television producer, and narrator known for his live television dramas such as The Twilight Zone. Yeah. He was born Christmas 1924 and died in 1975 at age 50. Um, I'm assuming it's because he smoked constantly, including what, while he was hosting the show. What year was he born? 1924, and he died in 1975. Oh, okay. I mean, back then, I guess that's pretty long. Yeah. He, I mean, if you've ever just stumbled upon The Twilight Zone, he's the one that introduces it and creeps you out. Yeah. yeah. Right from the beginning. He puts it right on Front Street. And you are immediately off your game. Yeah, and at the end, he always ends it with, and they end up in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and you're feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, his notable <laughs> works are Patterns, Requiem for a Heavyweight, which is a good movie, Twilight Zone, Seven Days in May, Night Gallery, and of course, he wrote this other sci-fi classic, Planet of the Apes. He wrote Planet of the Apes? Yes. Uh, that, en- a- that ending is his ending. Wow. Which, when you know that, you're like, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a big deal. He was also in the 511th Parachute Infantry Regiment in World War II, which, if you've ever seen Twilight Zone, makes perfect sense because a lot of stuff on there was about, like, war and how yeah. awful it is and, you know, bad things that would happen during it from both sides. Yeah. So I'm not going to go too deep into Rod Serling except to say if you haven't watched Twilight Zone, you need to. Yeah, you'll also, if you watch Twilight Zone, you'll see where Joe Dante gets a, some of his, you know, stuff from. Not the super serious episode. There's some episodes of the Twilight Zone that are pretty goofy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot – there's an episode – I think I brought it up before uh, that's not unlike this. It's the, called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, I believe. I've seen that one, yes. And it's where the whole thing is – they're just – they're led to believe – they keep having to – I think the power goes out. They send someone away. It's the same thing as the Burbs. It's all shot on one street. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And they start accusing each other of, pe- of things, and they start going after each other. And they're, I remember the very end, everybody's arguing in the middle of the street. Yeah, and they're all screaming. And, you know, the very end is the guy who they sent away at the beginning comes back. Yeah. And they shoot him. Spoiler That's right. alert. That's right. But do you remember the very, very end? Uh-uh. Does he get a little, a little button on the end. It backs all the way up into space. Oh. And there's a spaceship going up, up there going, see, we don't have to destroy them. They'll do it themselves. I do, <laughs> Yeah. I do remember right now that you said it. Yeah, it was that ex- there was that extra Twilight Zone punch right there. <laughs> There's a lot of that. All right. Well, I don't, I don't want to wander off to this anymore. <laughs> so, okay. So we, I think we've gone enough with that. Night Gallery and Rumsfeld, the the art critic. We skipped over uh, Hans's slurping. <laughs> oh, please do a deep dive on Hans's slurping. 
It takes the slurp. No, the deep dive for me is the insects buzzing again. It says on the on the uh, the subtitles. So, so I rewound it about five times, and I found it. There's insects buzzing. Like, yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, sometimes I feel like they're buzzing. Sometimes I feel like they're not. See, I'm not sure if they're not, or I just don't have the TV turned up loud. Yeah, not loud enough. Sometimes it's very obvious. Yeah, but it was there. It was definitely there. After like the fifth time, I'm like, oh, I do hear it. Yeah. There's one time they cut to him, and it sounds like a swarm of bees went by. <laughs> yeah, there are times. Okay, so we got the doctor. I think right now, what the doctor's trying to do, he's in damage control at this point. Like he knows. Yeah. That they're they're not quite caught yet. Right. He, 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 he realizes they're on everybody's radar at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a fly buzzing right there. That one <laughs> I think I actually heard was the one where she tries to touch him. Oh, yeah, that definitely. I heard, I heard it there, too. And, and he, she yeah. tries to touch him, and he freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he talks about how they have to go to the university and discuss another transfer, which I'm guessing is probably the truth, because he's probably like, we need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, let's go find out another transfer. Yeah, we've... You know, maybe our old place we stayed for two years, but here we're, they're already on to us. Right after she touches Hans and he loses it, if you look at – got to pause on it right now. His hair looks like Wolverine. Oh, it does. <laughs> he looks crazy. He looks like, like comic book Wolverine. Yeah, like comic book Wolverine. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like weird immigrant Wolverine. <laughs> and then the, the minute finishes off with them saying the girls are trying to be like – Oh, it would be such a shame if they left. Wouldn't it be a shame? And Mark's yeah. just like, says who? <laughs> like, just a real prick move. From the other room, he screams, says who? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been talking about it. He's been really pushing the action for the last five or six minutes from the, the neighbor point of view. Yeah. And, he, again, he just he hasn't said anything this whole minute, and he's got to just jump. Right, I don't think I have anything else. Up. Oh, I didn't even notice behind Rumsfeld there's another friggin' dead animal head. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's a bear or something behind him. <laughs> the Klopex, I mean, not the Klopex, the Naps were very, were stranger than the Klopex, I think. I'm starting to wonder that. Like, is there a prequel to this? Like, the Naps? <laughs> like, did they kill people for, like, 40 years before this, and then they just got killed off by, like, the Klopex? Right, some some other predator came in? Speaking of which, I think I saw a Twilight Zone episode like that. Oh, really? <laughs> Murderers? Where, like, two serial killers are off, and they're, like, trying to kill people, and then they both get killed by a serial killer. <laughs> All right, I don't believe I have anything else. No. If you have anything in this minute. Only that the doctor takes uh takes his the painting off of Rumsfeld and puts it the right way, but other than that, there was nothing really else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so sure. I'll, I'll say that's it. Were you all right over there? Did you just fall down the steps? Uh, I don't know. Do you hear something funny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Um. So come on over and check us out on the Facebook. Go over to Twitter, interact with us there. We're semi-regular over there. Try to interact with the other uh, Minute Podcast. Make sure you check out the other Minute Podcast, Movies by Minutes. I'll give a particular shout-out to the Ghostbusters Minute, just because I'm almost finished their podcast. I have, like, five episodes left. It's been great. Apparently, they also do the Jurassic Park Minute, which at some point I will get to. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough to catch them all. I, I know. The problem is, by the time I can finish one Minute Podcast, like, three other have sprung up. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to go pretty quick. I'm on like episode forty of um the Avengers Assemble the Avengers. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not quite sure where I'm going yet for the next one. <laughs> I have something in mind. Maybe maybe I'll figure it out by the end of this week. <laughs> All right. I don't know anything else. You got anything else? Nope. All right. So uh, says who?
and stay safe, neighbors.